You are listening to the weekly podcast of Life Change Christian Church. We pray you enjoy today's message. John eleven fifty four says it this way: Jesus no longer moved about publicly among the people of Judea. Instead. He withdrew to a region near the wilderness to a village named Ephraim where he stayed with his disciples. When it was almost time for the Jewish Passover, a time where it was sacrificed, a time where a lamb was given for the sins, a time where the Jewish tradition stopped to Look to God for help, for healing, for restoration, where they repented. A sacrifice was given. Unbeknownst to them, he was the ultimate sacrifice. Christian tradition doesn't honor Passover. We look at a Good Friday, but before you can have a Good Friday, you have to have a Passover where something had to be sacrificed. And Jesus became, God became the sacrifice for the sins of humanity. They didn't know that. For in their reality, they was looking to take Jesus Religiously, he didn't fit in. Politically, they were scared because people was equivalenting him as Lord. They was looking for a savior. They was looking for a Lord to overtake. But unbeknownst to them, his plan, his mission was bigger than to overtake a human system that was designed by human humanity to keep people down, to keep people oppressed, to keep people bound. But what he came after was the principalities, the rulers, the wickedness in high places. And so, it was a week of Passover. It was almost time for his mission, for his purpose, for his call, for his commission to be fulfilled. And they kept looking for Jesus. And as they stood in the temple courts, they asked one another, what do you think? Isn't he coming to the festival at all? But the chief priest and the Pharisees had given orders that anyone found where Jesus was should report it so that they might arrest him. What do you do when there's so much hype about a name about a person 
about about this figure and they have all type of imaginations of what he ought to be but he doesn't come the way that you hyped him up to be and so the bible tells us find it here in verse 12 of Luke the next day the great crowd that had come for the festival heard that Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem they took palm branches and went out to meet him and shouted Hosanna 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 which simply meant, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Just that simple fact, by that declaration, was as if it was an insurrection, as if the people was rebelling, as if the people was declaring that Caesar was no longer Lord but that this figure was coming. He was blessed and he was coming in the name of the Lord. While they were saying this, we today celebrate it. But during that time, it's created disruption. It created chaos. It, co it created confusion. It created where the military got on God. It was a symbol. It was a sound of war in a place where it should have been known as peace. And they said, as they laid the branches, as they laid the branches, and here Jesus found a young donkey. Why a donkey, you ask? Because it was a statement that where war people come in on horses, but he came on the least likely thing you would expect. For as it was written, he was fulfilling something that was already stated about him that these things had been done to him. So the Pharisee said to another in verse 19, see, this is getting us nowhere. Look how the whole world has gone after him. The gospel according to Carl Jefferson, don't believe the hype. Let me say it again. Don't believe the hype. Ooh, don't believe it. For the Bible tells us that people cut off branches from the palm trees, laid it across the path 
and waved them in the air as he entered Jerusalem just a week before his death. See, because of what took place, it caused the empire to be threatened. The people was looking for him to overthrow the government, the empire. What do you do when they hype you up? But you don't do what they hyped you up to do. The people, the crowd hyped them. But just a week later, they cry out, crucify him. Stop believing hypes of the crowds in your life. What do you do when you have a religious tradition that should have known? That's why it even said as it was written about him, the religious system should have known. But they were threatened by what he brought. Don't believe the hype. What religious systems will cause you to think about God that you have to do X, Y, and Z to being with God. Jesus came on the least likely thing. Ah! Jesus came to the least likely ones, not the Pharisees and the Sadducees. So the religious system didn't believe the hype. The political system heard the hype and it brought them to a point where Punctious Pilate even said, are you the king? Are you the one that they claim to be the king? Jesus said, what is it that you say? When you know who you are, you don't have to fight. You don't have to make a declaration. You can walk in your authority. And as Jesus walked, the Bible says the political leaders got nervous. The people shouted, Lord, save us now. Maranatha means save us. Actually, Hosanna, I'm sorry, means save us now. Hosanna, save now, save now. They know, they knew they needed a savior. What they thought they needed a savior from the system. But also they needed a savior for their own selves. So many of us look to outside things as problems. But I want to challenge you today that some things you need a saving of your own self due to your own mentality, due to your own issues, due to your own psychological hangups, mishaps, hangups, setbacks, issues. So as the palms was being thrown, weighed politically, 
The palms represented the crown of a tree. One commentator says it like this, that the palm is the base of the trunk. In the ninth century BC, a palm tree was known for its strength. It had abundance on its tree. And that even in the storm, if a storm was to come, one thing about the palm tree is that it had the ability to weigh, rock, shake, and still maintain even in a storm. So the palm, the tree itself, the palm itself became recognized as a symbol of victory, triumph, peace, and eternal life. And so we find in the Near Eastern tradition, in the, in the, in the Mesopotamian religions, in ancient Egypt, in Judaism, in even um, uh, 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 Muslim tradition, in ancient Greece, in Rome, the palm is a symbol victory and here it is they're throwing it they're waving it and so what we find as joy today it was also speaking of defeat on one hand and victory on the other and my God As I look over my life from 30 to 40, I already gave you that. If you missed it, watch the message. We rebroadcasted it on Wednesday. Watch it, it's powerful. But as I look through 40 to 50, that decade, and as I look through the lens of this message of Palm Sunday of what Jesus came, I was reminded as I looked through that decade of my life, regardless of what was said, regardless of who was with me and not with me, regardless of what had happened, I was reminded of these three things and maybe it can help you in your journey. Number one, don't ever underestimate what God will use. The least, actually, let me say it this way, the unlikely. He came in on a donkey. The thing that people look down at. The people, the thing that folks did not look at as being something significant. The animal that was never used for battle. But when I look through the biblical text, wasn't it a donkey that Balaam rode on and that Balaam tried to curse and God used the donkey to speak to Balaam. <laughs> Woo, wasn't it a donkey? that God used when Abraham was going to sacrifice his son Isaac. 
don't you ever underestimate the unlikely thing that God will do in your life. The things that folks will say is insignificant, that amount to nothing, that they say you would never get to. But I have found in this that Jesus used the unlikely thing. What have I learned in that decade of 40 to 50? That God will use some unlikely things to get you to where you need to be. Oh, I'm so thankful that it did not happen through a traditional church. I'm so thankful that it didn't go the way that I thought it should go. I'm so thankful that the way that it should have went how I thought, how folks hyped it up, the commentary and the views and the comments and the opinions of what folks said, God used unlikely things to bring me through that decade. So number one, God uses unlikely things. Put that in. When you want to say, how can I know God is working? Look at some unlikely things he'll do. He'll allow some things that others would look down on you, would stick their nose up, would cause them to distance from you, <laughs> cause them to talk about you, but still smile in your face. Come on, somebody. Unlikely things. What I've learned is you'll know who your true friends are, who your true support is, who's with you when you're down and it's unlikely the thing that someone would think ought to be used. Number two, what did I find in this text? That he'll use the least. God specializes in the least. When I look at the least he came through Jerusalem not with a lot of fanfare he came with the least likely thing but when I look at the biblical text and see how God works I find that God will use the least five loaves two fish and make a smorgasbord where thousands ate. God will take five stones in a sling and knock a giant down. Come on, somebody. God will say, get on the boat. And the professional will say, we've been out there all night and caught nothing but when you hear him say it and he gets on the boat the net that you think caught nothing begins to break where even others are impacted by it God uses the least whoo Come on, somebody. He'll use 
we found in Kings a cloud as small as a man's hand coming up on the sea. It took down chariots. Paul picked it up and he said he'll use foolish things of the world to shame the wise. Oh, don't you ever underestimate the least. And that's what we find here that Jesus used unlikely. Jesus used the least. And thirdly, he's coming for that which was considered lost. So, if there's some things that you've lost, know that he can recover it. Don't underestimate the things that people throw away. Somebody said it like this, someone's trash is another one's treasure. The empire threw people away, treated them any type of way, acted any type of way. They took from keeping them lost, keeping them bound, keeping them at bay. But I'm so glad that where they was looking and hyping him up, it did not disturb or take Jesus from his mission to go after the least, to go after the unlikely, to go after one that was lost, left, half dead. And I'm so thankful today that where I was left, dropped, didn't look as significant, wasn't in the in crowd, wasn't considered as part of the status quo, was used, abused, misused, that he came after me. And even at times when I thought I was lost, he came and found and rescued me. So, I wanna say this before I close. couple of nuggets of truths that I, as I was scoping and going through, what did I learn from 40 to 50? Keep it right there. Number one, nugget of truth from this, the least likely, the unlikely, the least, the lost. What are some of the things that I've learned in watching Jesus? When the hype was hype, when they pat you on your back, when they clap, but really have alternative motives, when they say they support, but really they don't, when they say they're with you, but really they aren't, when they say that they're for you, but really it's out for themselves. Number one, never live up to someone or another person's expectations. I'm so glad that Jesus 
didn't ride through because of what the people was doing. I'm so glad that Jesus didn't look at the hype of Hosanna, Hosanna and get caught off guard because the very opinions of the people once he did not do what they wanted less than a week later they set away with them crucify him we want barabbas barabbas was a real deal insurrectionist they wanted something to appease when the thing that would bless them and keep them and deliver them so let me help encourage somebody what should you get from this never try to live to live up to someone's expectations but you find your lane you find your purpose you find your call you find what god is saying and you do it Regardless of what's being said, regardless of the accolades, regardless of the critics, regardless of the opinions, do it anyway. Number two, never try to explain yourself why you're doing what you're doing. The priests, the Pharisees, they wanted an explanation, not so much to get clarity, but so that they could use whatever he had to say to be the very thing to convict him. Stop explaining yourself to everybody. Stop giving your reasons. Stop telling everybody your dreams. Stop trying to get people to understand. They can't see what God is showing you. Sometimes you gotta go it alone. Sometimes you gotta put work in and feel like you're all by yourself. Sometimes you gotta do it for people to see it before they can believe it. Can I get an amen? Woo! Jesus had to do it. Had to go through. Had to feel the pain. Had to be marginalized. Had to be gossiped. But he never explained himself. The only time he did was when he was at Passover. And he explained what was going to foretold, what was going to go down. Make sure that if you're going to tell somebody, it's somebody that knows. Somebody that will carry the vision. Somebody that will be able to help bring more to what you have. He saw what it did that Judah betrayed him. Now that was part of the script, but let me remind you, there may be some Judas in your situation. And my prayer is that you don't get stuck on what Judith, Judas did or doing but if Judas is in your life then God will even use it to bring you closer to your purpose to your call to your destiny so let go of what Judas did why how come because you could be stuck on Judas 
versus looking at what Judas' purpose was to bring you to your purpose, your call, your destiny. Who am I talking to today? Lastly, it doesn't matter what people say, what people do, how people act, what people want. You do what God has called for you to do, regardless of opinions, regardless of what it looks like, regardless of what has been said, regardless of how it's been done, you do it anyway. I feel a anyway anointing about to pop off up in here. You do what God has said anyway. And what I've learned in the decade of 40 to 50, that folks may leave you. You may not have the same friends. You may not have the same scenario. Your job may let you go. Your finances might look funny. Your situations, you're getting older and you're beginning to say what I used to do. I can't do. Oh, let me grab some water because I'm going to preach this thing like I feel it. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. <laughs> what? It's a day of victory. It's a day where you can be released from the opinion of others. You can be released from looking for a praise party from other people. Woo! Stop looking for comments and compliments. Stop looking for who's with you and who's not. Because even some that are with you might not really be for you. Oh! But you gotta stay to the call. You gotta stay to the commission. You gotta stay to what God is saying. It might challenge you. You might have to stop sometimes and wonder why. It may not go the way that you think. But what I learned from 40 to 50, you cannot look at opinions. You can't go based off of compliments nor critics. But what you gotta do is look forward, go forward, and woo, do it anyway. Did you hear what I said? Did you hear what I said? Do it anyway. They hyped him up, but they couldn't keep it up. But he did it anyway. Woo! When they said away with him 
crucify him. He did it anyway. Stop allowing people to keep you from your calling, from your purpose, from your commission, from what God has told you to what you gotta do. You got to do it anyway. Oh, I gotta stop because I'm getting excited. But when I look over the last 10 years of my life, I didn't realize through the hell I've gone through, through the mishaps, through the setbacks, through those that left, to those that were criticizing, to those that had issues, I still did it anyway. Somebody shout yes. Shout yes. I'm thankful for God doing it anyway when I was the least the unlikely the one that wasn't voting the one that was kicked out the one that was talked about the one that was marginalized the one that said who does he think he is the one that didn't support the one that didn't give me I want to thank God that when I even thought I was lost he came and found me Anyway, I don't care how you gotta do it. If God is in it, he'll do it anyway. He'll use a donkey if he got to. He'll use five fish and two loaves and get the bill paid anyway. He'll use an ark while everybody's laughing. He'll do it anyway. He'll use a rod and a staff to open up a red sea in your life. He'll do it. Somebody put it in a comment anyway. Any way you do it, Lord, I'll take it. Any way you bless me, Lord, I receive it. Any way you want to use me, Lord, just use me. Anyway. Shout yes. Shout yes, shout yes. I gotta go, y'all. But it's Palm Sunday. And I just wanna remind you that your Lord, your Savior, your King, He didn't come for an insurrection, but He came to bring resurrection. He'll resurrect you out of your circumstance. He'll resurrect you out of your poverty. He'll resurrect you out of the system. He'll resurrect your soul. He'll resurrect your mind. And one day he's going to resurrect your body. So do what God's called you to do. Lisa, I'm going to preach this thing. I'm going to preach it like I feel it. My body's a little under the weather, but I'm going to preach it anyway because God's been too good. God's brought me through. God has been my help. 
God's been my strength. God's been my supply. God has carried me. And that's why in my 50s, watch out. Here I come. You ain't seen nothing yet. Greater is he that is in me. So God, just do what you gotta do. Do it anyway. Anyway, 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 anyway. So, don't believe all of the hype, regardless of what is said. Just do what you gotta do and do it anyway. Broke, do it. Down, do it. Busted, do it. Disgusted, do it. If they hurt you, do it. If they wronged you, do it. If they did whatever, do it anyway. So, as I am about to close, happy birthday to all of those who got birthdays in April. Matter of fact, before we do that, let me shout out to my cousin, my older cousin, Stacy Lawrence. Your birthday was the 31st. Happy birthday to you. Yesterday, we celebrated 16 years of the inception of life change. Happy 16th life change. Now, to our April 1st birthdays, who we got? Chantel, happy birthday. Tristan, happy birthday. Nayshawn, happy birthday. To the producer himself, somebody shout out to CJ, happy birthday. To my princess, Nehemiah Jefferson, happy birthday. Oh my God, Trish, it's your birthday this month. We got a whole lot of birthdays. Shout them out, and we'll see you next week. Tell somebody, get everybody, share, tag, like. We're going worldwide. Next week is Resurrection Sunday. It's going to be the last series of the gospel according to Carl Jefferson. So... Jamaica, is that your one? Okay, good to see you, Jamaica. Good to see you, Indonesia. My God, Kenya, everybody's coming on. Get everybody. Next week, we are doing LCB, Life Change Virtual, where we're going around the world. And so we'll see you next week right here at LCB. My God, get ready to move. Go for it. Don't you believe that hype? Do it anyway. Thank you for joining us. Please like our podcast and leave us a five-star review. God bless and have an amazing week.